Greetings. I'm Matt Matthews, one of the pastors here at First Pres in Champaign, and I'm happy to welcome you to our media ministry. Join us in person. We're located at the intersection of Church and State Streets, adjacent to Westside Park in downtown Champaign. Our traditional worship service is at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning, and on most of those Sundays, we offer French translation. Our contemporary services on Sunday begin at 11.15 a.m. When you come to First Pres, what you'll find, what I hope you'll find, is a community of people who support each other and who are passionate about making a difference in our community and beyond. You'll find relevant teaching for children and adults. We have at least a dozen Bible studies in small groups, including pickleball, that's right, pickleball, adult choir, a bell choir for all comers, and other programs and events designed to grow your faith and give you and me opportunities to serve. There's a place for you. I'm glad you tuned in. After this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs in the midst of wolves. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In our text today, Jesus sends out 70 followers, or depending on your translation, 72. Your study Bible makes note that that there are 70 being sent out, or 72. The different translations, the different ancient manuscripts are roughly evenly divided about the number Some say that number is, um, well, we'll get to that in a second. But he's sending people out. Jesus is sending them out to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He's sending them out as a forerunner, as it were, were, to prepare the way. As as John prepared the way for Jesus, they are to prepare the way for Jesus as well. And the message of this commission is clear. It comes in verse 9, which we didn't read. But the message is, proclaim that the kingdom of God has come near. The kingdom of God has come near. Go out, all of you 70, and tell people this. The text naturally invites us to think a little bit about our own missionary journey, our own going out in the name of Jesus the Christ. Which of every town and place are you being called to visit? We know what the message is. The kingdom of God is near. But how are you going to share it? What's, what are your particular gifts? How are you going to marshal what God has given to you to share and to live and to be that good news to others? That's what I want to explore briefly today. And I want to end with a picture. Um, the picture is of poor quality. We're not going to start with it, but it's of poor quality. But I think you'll get an idea of what it is. We're going to end with a picture because a picture says uh, is worth a thousand words. I think a, a picture is worth at least 1,200 words. But <clears throat> so 70 or 72, the ancient texts are not clear. Um, the, the question is, it's a big number. And some scholars say that's all it means. 70 is a big number. It's a big number. Others say, however, that 70 has to do with Genesis chapter 10, when, when all of the nations are enumerated. How many of them are there in Genesis chapter 10? 70. So for Luke, 
um, we would gather for Luke that, G, that Luke is making it symbolically clear that Jesus' word is for the entire world. They're in Samaria, at least that's where they were last, in a region belonging to Samaritans. They are Jews, of course, but this message is for more than Jews and their cousins, the Samaritans. It's for the whole wide world. The prayer Brandy uh, found, uh, where did you go, Brandy? Yeah, and, and, and sang for us. That was a beautiful job, Brandy. Um, that, that song mentions people, groups of people that we often forget. Not every group is mentioned, of course, but, but some of the groups that we often forget are the sad and the confused, the stuck and the abused, those at the end of their rope, the worn out and the broke. These are people we often forget or choose to overlook. But these are the people to whom Jesus wants this message that the kingdom of God is near to go. These people that we often forget. Um, Jesus wants them to be at peace. Jesus wants them to know the kingdom of God is near to them, especially to them, even to them. Brandy prayed for the anxious, depressed, the unseen, the workers, the hungry, the houseless, the lonely, the recently spouseless, the queers and their closeted peers, the bullies, the bullied who hold in their tears, the addicts, ashamed, hungover. All of these people are people Jesus is eager to reach. Seventy disciples, or seventy-two, depending on how you read it, are sent out to every town and every place. Every town and every place to which Jesus will one day go. To the calloused, the wizened, the sober of every nation, every tribe, every land. To everyone ready to listen. Love them in my name. Tell them I am near. The kingdom of God is near. We are sent on a journey. If you can't tell, I just hate this microphone. We are sent on a journey into the world. To love everybody. Preacher, you've preached that every time for the last four and a half years, yes. But there it is. It, it's, the, it's at the core of the gospel. We, we tell about God's love to everybody. We read they go out in pairs. I don't know why they go out in pairs in Luke's gospel. Earlier in Luke's gospel, the disciples are sent out one by one. But now they're sent out two by two. In Mark's gospel, they're always sent out two by two. And the law of Moses, maybe Jesus had that in mind, the law of Moses said it takes two people to make a credible witness. Two people. So maybe Jesus had that in mind. Maybe Jesus had the Mormons in mind. They go out two by two. Regardless of the reason, going out two by two, not going it alone, means that we go with company, with companionship, we don't have to make the decisions alone. We can pace one another. Come on, you're going too slow. No, you're going too fast. Let's rest before we go through that wilderness. Taking somebody with you is a good way to, um, well, to make a journey. And Jesus knows this. For heaven's sakes, he's been traveling ever since we met him in the gospel. I'm borrowing from Matthew's gospel where he says, wherever two or three are gathered of you in my name, I am in your midst, which is good news. We know that these two went out two by two, but Jesus in the power of the Spirit goes with them. So we too are called. We don't have to go it alone, so why go it alone? Let's go together. These 70 or 72 are going out to prepare a way. 
They're going to every town and place that Jesus is one day going to go, which is a way of saying, you're not at the center of this message. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. Preachers need to be reminded of that often. I know preachers and I know my own heart, and sometimes I think it's all about me. It's all about my ministry. It's all about what I'm doing. Not at all. In fact, not in the least. It's about what God is doing in Jesus Christ. So Jesus is going. They're just preparing a way. Uh, And there's danger. You're being sent out like lambs in a wilderness of wolves. Jesus knows this. He knows it's dangerous for lots of reasons. He knows what's going to happen to him probably. He knows it's not going to end well. He knows he's being punished for what he's sharing. He knows that the doubts are a constant pushback. He knows that this occupied nation will not stand an uprising. and He represents a new day, a new heaven, and a new earth. And he knows it's dangerous and he's warning us, warning his friends. Don't be surprised by the danger. Don't be dismayed by the danger. And above all, do not be slowed down by the danger. I see you going out into the world, and I'm grateful. I find ways that you're doing ministry, and I'm uh, surprised and encouraged. You are making phone calls. You're making meals. You're paying visits. You're noticing who's absent and calling them up. You're going to the hospital. You're reaching out. You're giving flowers. You're lending a listening ear. You're doing these things, and by example, you are proclaiming to the world near and far that the kingdom of God has drawn near. You're bearing that peace to other people. You're living into your calling. Thanks be to God. Keep it up. Yes, we can do better, but keep it up. God will continue to encourage us. I said I had a picture. That's really the whole point of the sermon today. Can we show that picture? Is it there somewhere? Okay. Uh, Whether you can see that well or not, it it doesn't matter. You're looking at 16 men. They happen to be men standing uh, in a a field of hay that's recently been cut uh, in front of 12 large tractors and trucks. With every picture, there's a story. My friend Brett Godfrey, who I've talked to you about before, he's married to Deb, and she's from a South Dakota farm. They've been married about 30 years, and they live outside of Minneapolis, St. Paul. Um, Deb's brother, Dave, was working the cattle um, on June 1st and began to feel very bad. He told his wife, I don't feel so good, and she was going to drive him to the hospital, but then she said, no, we're calling an ambulance. It takes 25 minutes from the ambulance to get from wherever the ambulance is to the farm. It got there in 18 minutes. On the way back to the Aberdeen Hospital, they resuscitated him once with a heart attack. They stabilized him in Aberdeen, and late that night, they helicoptered him into uh, St. Paul to the um, Abbott Northwestern Hospital in Minneapolis. There were complications. His blood pressure was, uh, was haywire. And then days into this uh, coma, he developed a blockage in his gut. They had to, um, they had to resection his colon. He was uh, in the surgical ICU and then the coronary ICU, depending on which was acting up the most at the moment. So the guy traveled a lot, but he didn't know about it. 
People gathered around the Godfreys with food. Brett's grown daughter and son-in-law, who have a lot of other things to do, came and made a week's worth of food. Little did they know they would need six weeks, but families and neighbors brought food to them. And there was an email string that started, and we were all kind of praying and leaning in, listening to the stories of grace. Uh, People surrounded that family with the peace of God, much like you have done before, and maybe as it has been done to you before. I told you before my father broke his leg in the shipyard, before I was born, things were tough for my family. And the minister, after the evening service, came over and asked my mom to come outside. And in his jacket pocket, he had wads of cash, and he started giving it to her. And she said, oh, Louie, I can't take this. And he said, oh, you have to. We have to help you. It's our job. You have to take this. And, of course, one day you'll have the opportunity to give money, to give your life as well to others. My mother and father, they lived that creed. So what I'm describing happening around Dave and Dixie and the three grown daughters is nothing that should surprise you at all. They gathered around, and essentially they were saying without words, through shepherd's pie and slow-cooked meals and a lot of listening ears, that the peace of God is here. The kingdom of God has drawn near to you, and we need not be afraid though there was a lot to be afraid of. It was touch and go for Dave, and we weren't sure if he would make it. But what did show up were all these people with all this love and all this food. This picture was taken last Friday, a week ago Friday. Sixteen men, twelve tractors and trucks, they showed up because there was another problem that Dave was having. His hay was in. And if you're a farmer, and I'm not, apparently you can't leave hay until September and harvest it then. You have to do it when it's ready. And the hay was ready. And these families of friends came from South Dakota, and they harvested the hay, and they put it up in the barns. What 16 men and their families and heavy machinery can do in one long day amazes me. I've told other people that story, and they say, yeah, Farmers do that all the time. I'm not a farmer. I, I, I didn't know that. I've, I've experienced it sort of, but not quite like this. Yeah, farmers do that all the time. They do that in South Dakota, and they do it right outside in Champaign County here. When a tornado comes through or when somebody's sick or where there's a fire, everybody gathers around. They put up the barn. They, they get in the crop. They fix the machinery. They keep the family on their feet. And that's what they did, proclaiming the kingdom of God is near. Jesus said, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And I don't want to argue with Jesus. But in South Dakota, on Friday a week ago, the laborers were not few. They were there in force. And 16 men could do it all with their families, cooking and providing food and keeping them sustained on the sideline who are not in this picture. They came two by two or one by one or they came as a whole group of people to that farm and they did that work. 
Early last week, Dave took three unassisted steps. On Thursday, he took 60. I don't even know him, but it makes me kind of upset. <laughs> On Wednesday, they're going to send him home. I don't know if he's going to farm anymore. I'm not sure he's strong enough to wrestle with cattle anymore. I've been to that farm. It's a big place. But he has people behind him, and he has another day to figure out what he's going to do and how he's going to make it work. And he has this living, abiding memory of the kingdom of God coming near to him. People I know are fond of saying, God doesn't speak anymore. God is distant. And I say, are you listening? God has put healing in your hands. Your hands. Share it. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you for joining this podcast of First Presbyterian Church Champaign. Visit us at our campus at the intersection of Church and State Streets in downtown Champaign. And for more information, visit us online at www.firstpres.church. Have a great week.